Hey everybody, it's Doug and Renee and welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Each episode is designed to encourage, uplift, and motivate you to thrive in your marriage and single life. Be blessed. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? What's up? I said, what's up? I said, what's up? I said, what's up? I said, what's up? (laughs) I really think that you do that. Do what? Because you start off doing that being... What am I doing? Silly being... I don't want to use the... The word I was yeah, don't use. use that word. I, I'm not, not in the podcast. I'm not mm-hmm. being silly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why you do it anyway. Because I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to flow. Don't you know? Anyway, this anyway. is <laughs> nourish your marriage part yeah. uno dos tres tres. Or if you speak Francais, it's toi. But first, shout out to all the dads. We are recording on Father's Day. Shout out to all of the dads who are holding it down. Mm -hmm. Happy Father's Day to you. Not just today, but every day. I celebrate you, dear. Celebrate you. Not you. Okay, sorry. I mean, can I I talk? Thank you. I want to Happy Father's Day to you, dear. Thank you for holding it down, being a good father to our children. You are an excellent dad, a great godly example, and I thank God for you. So I just want to say happy Father's Day to you, and I want to celebrate you as he's knocking stuff all over the place in in the studio. When you hear us say behind the scenes, that's because he knocking stuff over. Thank Um, you, dear. You're welcome, but happy Father's Day Thank to you. you, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers, godfathers, yes. daddies, stepdaddies, uh, uncles, grandfathers. Male role model that's standing mentors, in the gap. standing in the gap. Thank you. We mm-hmm. need more of you, and we thank God for those of you who have stood in the gap. Because one of the things I think about is you could have left. Mm-hmm. We definitely had hard enough times where we could have, you could have left, but you stuck it out, whether it was because God told you to, whether it was because you did not want to leave the children. You may wanted to leave me, but you wanted to be there. <laughs> you wanted to be there for the children. Again. Can you not laugh over when I'm talking and making a point? Make your point. Ain't nobody laughing on you. Anywho, I'm trying to give him a shout out and he keeps, anyway, y'all, I'm so thankful that he stuck it out. It wasn't always easy, but he did it. And I think our children who are grown men now appreciate it. Um, that example that he set by not leaving. Can I talk now? Yeah, because can a brother talk now? A brother could talk. Can a brother talk now? He can talk now. Can a brother talk now? Talk, talk. Thank you, dear, for those those nice words. Um, but was nobody but God. That's serious. Nobody but God, because you we both had opportunities and 
thoughts of leaving it various times over the past 35, almost 36 years coming up. And like you said, there there was something in me that just I I was gonna be there for the boys. So that was that was that. And now I'm glad we stuck together because now that they're older, um I think their perspective, because now they have their friends and they see their friends don't necessarily have mom and dad in the same house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know we we are we're I don't want to say we're the we're not the norm. You know what I mean? Yeah, we are an anomaly. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking yeah, for. It's not they don't they didn't growing up and don't now see a lot of. Um, Husbands and wives sticking together. Yeah. Especially and we've been at this thing for 30 plus years. Going on 36, yes. Yeah. And I think... Um, yeah, 36. I think them seeing And my that, birthday's coming up. I think them seeing that also, uh, even though neither one of them are married um, or are looking to get married anytime <laughs> soon, um, our oldest says he does want to get married, but... You know, not anytime soon. I think just the stick to itiveness is a lesson in other areas of their life. Yeah. Um, seeing us endure hardness as a good soldier, as the word says, and just sticking it out. I think that's important because even if your children don't plan to get married, they, they there's a lesson for that they can learn just by seeing parents uh, have tenacity and stick out hard times. I know you don't necessarily like for me to say this, but it is so apropos. Mm, I'll I'll be the judge of that. Go ahead. You may not know what you're going to do, but you know what you're not going to do. Okay. And so with them seeing our example, they may not know, you know, as far as their relationships, what they're going to do. And like, I'm not going to do this because I've seen the example my parents. Right. Exactly. Have shown us or laid out for us. And we're not saying we're the only way of of doing it, but of course they're our children. So they see us. Right. You know, they get to a certain extent behind the scenes more than anybody else. Right. And I think, you know, we're talking about nourishing your marriage, but since we brought kids into the conversation, I think that's a way that you nourish your family, the entire unit. You nourish your children by setting a godly example. Sometimes it's not directly uh, everything that you say, but what you do or what you don't do. Mm-hmm. They they may say, okay, my parents may, I may see them argue, but they stick it out. They still take care and taking care of us. They still working. They still paying bills. They still feeding us. They still here. They're still sticking it out. And, um, you know, that's important to set an example for your children and leave. We talked about this a couple of episodes ago, leaving a legacy yeah, or a couple of podcasts um, series ago, but leaving a legacy. And that's one of the things that um, you do. But in order to do that, you have to nourish your marriage, right? You have to keep feeding mm-hmm. it because you don't want to be living in a um, a dry, withered up um, marriage like yeah, we you don't talked want your about, garden. Like we talked about last week. Yeah, we talked about the lawn. Use the lawn as a an analogy. 
And you know, you were talking about arguing, and it's not so much what you're doing, what you don't do. As two individuals, you and your spouse are going to butt heads. That is normal because you see things a certain way. Your spouse sees things a certain way. So if the two of you seem like you're always butting heads, that's normal, but that's only because you see things from a different perspective. Now, how you address it and when you address it, that's where the wisdom comes in and that's where the skill of being married and how and knowing how to navigate those conversations. The reason I brought that up when you talked about arguing is that one of our sons told us, and he was probably, I don't know how old he was, 18, 19 at the time, that he had never heard us argue. I don't know how old Aunt was when he said that. Mm-hmm. But he's like, never heard us argue. And I'm like, yeah, we did. We did we had disagreements. We just went in the bedroom and had our conversations without, you know, without the boys around. Right. We wasn't like in the middle of dinner and just yeah. having a disagreement in front of yeah. in front of the kids. Renee, I said da 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 and this is the way it's gonna be done and da 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 da. You know, we we didn't do anything like that, you know, at the dinner table or or the living room or anything like that. We went in the bedroom and we had those conversations. <clears throat> Sometimes the boys wasn't even at home. We'd or, kick or them they, out. Or they were sleeping. Or I would kick them out. You would kick them out. Go outside and play. <laughs> go outside and play. Go or, in the backyard. Go ride your bike. Do whatever. Or it was after they went to bed. Yeah. We would have those conversations. So is um, the fact that you and your spouse, it seems as if you're always butting heads or seeing things different, that's natural. And that, and I want you to understand that's a good thing, that you both see seeing things different so you have different perspectives. That's great. Now you just got to get to the point of, okay, how do we communicate this? How do we get to the next step so that we both win? Yeah, I was going to play devil's advocate for a moment. If you keep button heads and you keep having disagreements, yes, it is true because you're different. You have different uh, ways of thinking that you're going to have different perspectives. But it could also be that... um, Somebody is just not uh, getting their way or somebody is not, um, you're both being selfish and that's why you keep butting heads and that's why you keep arguing because each one of you want to get your own way or you want to, you know, get your point across instead of really listening because I think a key element to communication is listening. Mm -hmm. I heard somebody say before there's a reason why God gave us one mouth and two ears. He wants us to listen more and speak less. And therefore, a lot of times, if both of you are arguing, going back and forth and keep butting heads, take a step back and observe why. Mm-hmm. Is it because you're both trying to get your way at that moment and you're not listening to the other person? Because there have been times where maybe in the heat of the moment, Douglas and I are having a heated discussion and we've never really yelled and screamed and cussed and fussed at one another. But there have been moments where I'm like, I don't, I don't get what he's saying. But the Holy Spirit said, just, just shut up and listen. And then maybe a day or two later, it'll click or it'll make sense because I don't think like that. So initially, it may not resonate with me. But if you wait a few days, hours, whatever, 
and give yourself some time, allow the Holy Spirit to make it make sense for you. And then that way you can have more effective communication. And part of nourishing your marriage, um, we talk about this all the time, communication, communication, Mm -hmm. communication is a major part of marriage. And it's a major reason why marriages don't succeed. If you don't speak to your mate or have a conversation or listen, you're not going to nourish your marriage. Um, Early, I think the first episode, just real quick, we were talking about plants and we were talking about feeding plants certain things. And one of the things they say about plants is plants thrive when you talk to them or you play music. So believe it or not, you know, just like your plants need, you know, communication to help it thrive. Your mate needs communication. Y'all need to talk. Y'all can't just walk around and not talk to each other. And yeah. I know there were moments in our marriage when we did that. Oh yeah, we did. We we, we did a little bit of everything. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we did a little bit of everything. But I, I was gonna say you were talking about listening to your spouse, and there's there's a difference between hearing your spouse and listening to your spouse. Yes. For years, I would say probably probably for the first twenty years of our marriage, real, and I'm being totally honest, I probably heard you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't listen to you. Mm-hmm. I would dare say that. I would. Then, I would agree. Dang, you ain't asked you sign co-sign on that. Oh my bad. Like, dang, I ain't asked you. I, 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 uh, I'm sorry. I was your amen corner. Uh, I don't need an amen <laughs> corner. I'm good. I'm good over here. <laughs> amen, brother. Uh, probably the first twenty plus years. That's twenty years. I didn't really listen to you. I heard you, but I didn't listen to you. And I, I don't know if it was pride, ego, whatever it may be, um, immat- immaturity, um, whatever it may be, I wasn't listening to you. And that contributed heavily to what we went through because I, I, didn't, I didn't listen to you. I, yeah, I hear, I hear you, but I already made up in my mind, you know, as, I, as you are talking, I already fixated in my mind well, I'm going to do this, or I'm thinking this, regardless what you said. Mm-hmm. It never occurred to me, and it never registered. Just stop. All those wasted yeah, words. Just stop. All those and wasted listen words to your I was wife. doing. She's, she's telling you something if you would just listen to her. But I'm like, yeah, I heard you. I heard this before. I heard this last week. I heard this yesterday. But he didn't listen. I That's heard, what I had to I say heard, again. I heard. I heard you. Yeah, those, I heard you. All those wasted Why were you talking about this? I heard you. I heard you. We're going to talk about this again, again. This is what we're doing Because you again. didn't listen the first time. <laughs> no, I heard you. And it, 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 there is a big difference between yeah. hearing and listening. And coming back to full circle, what you was talking about listening, that could be part of why you keep going through, why you were all why you and your spouse are going through this continually because somebody's not listening, mm-hmm. whoever it may be. Somebody's not listening. You're and, hearing, but you're not listening. And there's a scripture in the Bible that says, and all thy getting, get an understanding. I think a lot of times we hear stuff, but we're not listening and we're not understanding what we hear. That's why when you communicate, um, there's a... Um, 
I forgot what the term is called when you say it back to the person. Oh, like reflection? Reflection or... I hear you saying, this is what I hear. So are you saying Mm -hmm. that when we X, Y, Z, you would prefer that I do A, B, C, Mm -hmm. and then the person will come back and say, no, that's not really what I'm saying. That way, um, you can have clear conversation because sometimes you just make assumptions about what your spouse means. Mm -hmm. And if you don't clearly understand or make sure that you understand, then you both walk away thinking the person who spoke thinks, okay, they, they listened to me. They heard me. They got it. Mm -hmm. And then the person walks away hearing, thinking uh, something totally different that they got. And then you come back and wonder why you're having a conversation a second and a third mm-hmm. time because there was no clear um, understanding yeah. of what was said. I was trying to think of a quick example. And the only thing that came to my mind was if you would cook dinner, what you do, you'd cook dinner. And I would say, oh, I don't want to eat whatever it is you cook, baked fish. Let's just go out on the limb. Baked fish. I don't want to mm-hmm. eat baked fish. And then for the next... Next week, when because you, you, the way you cook your meals, you cook on Sunday. It's like, I don't see any baked fish. Week after that, I don't see any baked fish. And I'm like, you don't make baked fish anymore? Well, you said you don't like my baked fish. I never said I didn't like the baked fish. I just didn't want it then. I never said I didn't like it. So this is just a small example of how one person can say something. The other person, the partner, process is totally different. And instead of you two coming together with... You know, saying, well, I heard you say, you know, or the way I heard what you said was blah, 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 blah. You know, like you said, you're like, no, I didn't mean it that way. This is what I meant. And so when you have those conversations, it cuts down so much on the confusion and the strife because the enemy will play a a role, a picture. He'll he'll paint a Picasso. Yeah. In your (laughs) brain, in your head. And you just go off and you done had a whole conversation with yourself in your head. I think we've all done that. And whoever been, if you've been married any length of time, you've had a conversation with your spouse in your head because you already know what they're going to say. Yeah, like this is how this is going to go. I already know. So you already devising your... your comeback. Your plan or, of attack. Or your, <laughs> yeah. Or your rebuttal or your defense. Yeah. You're like, yeah, they're going to say this. So you know what? I'm going to tell them this when they say that. And half the time, you're responding with a rebuttal that doesn't even make sense to what they said in the first place yeah. because they're not following the script that you wrote out in your head. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wisdom. If Wisdom. We, if we only... Um, could have known some of these things early on in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, it is my earnest prayer that whoever's listening to these podcasts, that y'all are taking these little nuggets that y'all are dropping, that that we that are dro- dropping. that we're dropping on y'all because God knows I wish we had um, had someone speaking into our lives early yeah. on in our marriage. I mean, we had a mentor and we had people helping us, but early on in marriage. Well, I did. You did. Uh, I, I God, was too stubborn. God rest her soul. I, I knew uh, it all. Carolyn Young. Yeah. I knew it all. I'm good. Hey, I'm good. Um, I'm Doug. I know it all. Renee's, Renee got the problem. I'm good over here. 
but coming back to wisdom. <laughs> he truly did think that. I y'all. did think that. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I really did think that. He's like, what's wrong with this woman? Yeah, I'm good. She got the problem. I'm good over here. Coming back to wisdom, James 1.5 in the NIV says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generous, generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So God will give you wisdom. He'll give it to you through his word. He'll give it to you through other people. Um, don't be shocked with or don't expect, don't, don't put God in a box about how the wisdom will come to you if you want wisdom or if you are inquiring about wisdom. Because we need wisdom on how to um, communicate with our spouse, how to deal with our spouse, handle our spouse, all of those adjectives. Um, we need wisdom because what I do or what we do in our house may not work for you in your house. Because again, we're different. We're individuals. But God will give you a plan of action, um, purpose, um, wisdom on how to approach your spouse, when to approach your spouse. Uh, God may show you things that your spouse is dealing with, or God may bring somebody, like Renee was talking about mentors, God may bring somebody into your life to help you down the road you're going. I And again, I, I'm going to say again, I wish, co-sign what Renee said, that we would have had mentors in our early years of our marriage. Now, and well, I'm 53, I, I can say that now. But when the early years of our marriage, I didn't think I needed a mentor. Right. And I don't know how to get it across to younger couples, uh, male or female, that you need a mentor. Because you can't take marriage in school. That's not a class. There's not a class you could take. And I don't think any university, um, godly marriage, even if you go to seminary, mm-hmm. did, I don't think it can be done. Right, right. And I wasn't even seeking a mentor. I was just crying, basically help <laughs> to my pastor's wife. And um, God bless her. She kind of just took me under her wing and was just giving me some some advice, godly wisdom, godly advice on on marriage. And, you know, to this day, um, I believe she was very instrumental in us staying together because we it was early in our marriage. And God knows I didn't know how to be a wife. I never really saw an example of it. So to me, she was my mentor because she just kind of poured into me. And, and I didn't know how to be a husband. And sometimes you'll have people to just you know, pour into your life, um, just reach out to the right people. And, you know, again, it was my, we were at a small church at that time and my pastor's wife, Mm -hmm. you know, I just was at my wits end when I first got saved and that just, she really helped, Mm -hmm. helped me to stick it out and to, and to fight the good fight of faith, not fight Doug, even though I wanted to, but fight the good fight of faith. Fight the spirit behind what I was doing. Yeah, because sometimes we're trying to fight our spouse in the natural, and the Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. So the reason why you're frustrated and you're tired is because you're fighting the wrong thing and you're fighting the wrong way. 
your fight is not with your spouse. Mm-hmm. It, it's um, usually a, a spirit behind what they are doing. And maybe it's not them. Maybe you operating in the spirit. Maybe. And again, I, I'm, I'm prefacing what I'm going to say as I'm not your pastor. We are not your pastors. Maybe you need to go on a fast for your marriage. Because everybody's popping off at the mouth and just saying what they want to say, how they want to say it, when they want to say it. No one is exercising self-control. So I challenge you during this season um, where you where there seems to be conflict between the two of you that you go on a fast uh, from food, if you can. Again, medically speaking, and let me put that out there, if your doctors allow it, but I'd Saying if you go on a fast, it's like I I need to I need to put my have my flesh under control. Right, and fasting is a good way, like you said, have your flesh under control to discipline yourself. It will teach you discipline. You're like God, I'm going to go on a one day fast, a three day fast, however long, and I'm going to just wait to hear from you. And God can do amazing things when you just commit your marriage to him and commit um, your your role, whether you're a wife or a husband, you commit that to him and say, God, you know what? I surrender to you. I'm going to turn my plate over as a, as a way to sacrifice mm-hmm. and to put my flesh under subjection because my flesh is all over the place and I want to do this, that, and the other, but I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to trust you. I think that's important and it's being intentional about, uh, investing your in your marriage and making sacrifices for your marriage. Um, you can't be casual about nourishing your marriage. You have to to be committed is going to take discipline. It, marriage is a commitment, right? So in order to stay committed to something, that means you have to be disciplined and determined to make sure that you have good results. Make sense? Yeah, I, I was. I'm sorry. I was. I was still stuck on um, fasting because I was going to come back to that. Okay, very well. Uh, go can ahead, I go? go oh, the practical, just a practical. And I was thinking of our house when when we're fasting. Um, okay, we're not eating. Okay, for whatever length of period of time, and usually nine out of ten percent, nine out of ten times, we're not watching TV. If one of us is fasting, it's like, okay, I'm not going to watch TV. So from a practical standpoint, if you're not eating, you're not around your spouse. If you're not watching TV, you're not around your spouse because your spouse could be watching TV. It's like, oh, I'm not going to watch TV. So that gives you some time away from each other. And then from the practical standpoint, um, let me just speak for me. If I don't eat, I ain't trying to have a conversation. I just don't have the energy. To, to, to mm-hmm. you know, you go to work, you do all, all the other stuff you got to do. Like, I ain't trying to have no argument with you. I'm not trying to go down that road. Again, these are just practical applications of for Doug when, when I'm fasting. I'm not around Renee because I'm not eating. We're not eating or I'm not eating. So there's no need for me to be in the kitchen or the living room or wherever we are when we normally eat. I'm not around you because if you're watching TV and I'm fasting or vice versa, we're apart. So even though we're in the same house, we still giving each other space, mm-hmm. you know, and usually for us, when we're fasting, we're um, listening to um, music or gospel music or different 
pre- certain preachers, I ain't going to say anybody, but certain preachers, pastors we listen to. But we are just, um, I don't want to say, I'm trying not to use church words. We are just seeking God during that time. Mm-hmm. And we don't have time or the, for me, I don't have the time or the energy to talk to Renee about whatever it could, you know, whatever could cause an argument. Because right now, my focus is on the Lord. Right. And, you know, if I'm hungry, I ain't, I'm not trying to expend any extra energy arguing with you about something. You so. feel some kind of way about that because you said that like three times. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> he don't have the energy. I'm he just, don't have the energy. I'm just, and he don't have the I'm energy. just giving practical, practical um, applications for people when right. they're fasting. Right. And if you're fasting for your marriage and you're seeking God for your marriage, um, very specifically in your fast, the last thing you want to do is still be operating in the flesh. Yes. There you we know, go. even if you are one who does have energy when you turn your plate over and you're like, I'm not eating, but I still feel some kind of way about this. I'm going to go have a conversation with my spouse. But then you're not, you're not waiting on the Lord. If you're, if you are sacrificing, um, or the Bible says consecrating yourself before the Lord, then you should be focused on God and put your flesh under subjection. All of those things that's bothering you, you have, you're waiting on God to respond. Mm-hmm. You're waiting on God to direct you. And oftentimes, you really don't even have to say anything because during that time, while you're fasting, God's working on your spouse too. Just like while he's working on you, he's working on your spouse too. Exactly. And it'll be an opportunity for you guys to come together. You know, it's like you take a woosah, you take a, a breather, you take a moment from each other, and that gives you each other enough time to think. Mm-hmm. And we just want to, you know, to encourage you. Um, we kind of, even though the topic is still nourish your marriage, we kind of went on uh, about communication during this entire episode, but we believe that's because somebody needed to hear it. So God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.